Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. We're preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest. This episode is sponsored by Jersey Brew Review. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Jersey Brew Review for some awesome brews and even better reviews. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pin the Q Productions. We are in Pine Beach, New Jersey, and we're somebody that everybody knows because most of the people who watch our show are, I would say, venture to say are from Ocean County or close to Ocean County. Yeah, I'd agree. So they definitely know your mug because you've been around a little bit. It's changed a little bit over the years, but yeah, yeah I think. So So welcome back to the show, episode 52. And uh, this one's a little more special for me because... Jay, we go back a long, long time. Yes, we do. I'm here with Chief Jay Sonnefeld, and um, usually I let the people introduce themselves, but I was just too excited to announce you. Um, a lot of cool people reach out to tell me that they're excited for the episode, so that's a good thing. I hope, yes. It means, it means something good happened at some point because people care enough about you. Chief, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, you know, I like to start the show every time, but that, that standard age-old question is, how did this all start for you? Like, why did you get involved in firefighting to begin with? Well, it's funny you ask because uh, I'm going to say back in 1979, our president at the time, Bob Kernesavik, he asked me if I wanted to play softball. Okay. So at that time, they were starting up a softball league, fireman softball league. Sure, I'm 21 years old. I'll play softball. Yeah. Well, I signed the papers thinking, you know, insurance reasons, but actually I signed the paper joining the fire department. Did you know that at the time? No, I did not. Because <laughs> if he did tell me, I probably wouldn't have joined. Right. So I started my fire uh, school in 1980, and then I just continued it. Loved it. So you would, a little different than most guys um, and girls coming up that have that family dynamic of the fire service and generation on generation, for you it was different? A little bit. My father was a member of the fire department, but he wasn't, his heart and soul wasn't into it. He was just a volunteer at that time. You know, the uh, men would come home from work, right. eat dinner, and come down to the firehouse and do their things. Um, no, so I didn't have family tradition coming into the fire service. So it's interesting to know that, you know, you had no idea you even joined the fire department. Not at the first, no. Yeah. So, so walk me through that once you figured out that you were a member. <laughs> okay, well, like I said, in um, 1980, um, started going to fire school. Right. And at that time, we were still going from fire company to fire company. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, and it's, it's still amazing. Um, the transformation. Taking back right? on it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, my mentor, one of my mentors was uh, Ted Reichel, past chief of the fire department, God rest his soul. Um, he got me more and more involved in it, more interested in it. Um, and then there was a couple, uh, John Camburn yeah. was one of my instructors, Richie Sawicki, yeah. um, Richie Worth. So we're talking old school. Right, um, right. Del Hobson was there. So yeah, a lot of years of experience. Jerry you, Gration. You say those names, and it's like, man, if, if you're familiar with this area, those names are like synonymous with fire yes. academy and training. Absolutely. Yeah. Harry Marty down south. Yeah. Yep. So it's <clears throat> 1980. You're going to the fire academy. You know, walk, walk me through that. What was that like for you? It was interesting. I mean, I, th I believe at that point in time, everybody that was going through that fire academy wanted to be there. hundred percent. They wanted to be there and they wanted to learn. They wanted to serve their community. And right. it wasn't for, per se, the T-shirts. 
they wanted to help the community. Now, it's it's interesting because how many years total you have now in the company, in the, uh, in the fire service? It's funny, yeah. I started my uh, 42nd year. Wow. 42, 42 years doing this. I mean, you've literally had a, a front seat view to the change. Yes. In the fire service, yes. right? Yep. So you get onto the fire department. Now, was Pine Beach where you first joined? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you've been here 42 years. 42 years. Wow. How different is it from now until, like, so when you first joined, how different is it? Completely different. I'm going to say it went 360. Okay. You know, um, time, uh, better equipment than we had. Um, we had, I started out with the rubber coat, three-quarter boots, some type of helmet. Right. Don't know what kind it was made of, whatever it was. I actually had red ball gloves. Wow. Because Pine Beach wasn't a big fire company, didn't have a lot of money, so we were just issued what they gave us, and we were happy with it. It was just so different back then. Uh, The atmosphere, the the guys in the fire service, you know, the the camaraderie, the brotherhood, it was just much, much different back then. Yes. And at that time when we joined, I'm going to say there was maybe six guys that were under the age of 25. The rest were still senior men. yeah. 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 So they were starting to progress as far as trying to get the town's kids to join the fire department. And that, that's always a tough, I mean, it's still tough right. to this day to get town's kids because of college, work, and everything else like that. And volunteerism as a whole is down in the country anyway. Yes. So yep. it, it is getting more and more difficult for volunteer fire companies to survive with, with the lack of membership and lack mm-hmm. of enthusiasm. Yes, exactly. And hopefully it stays that that keeps coming on, right? You know that love for it, because you have to have the heart. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I, I announced you as a chief. You know, we were a, a past chief, and I know you did that for many, many years. You chauffeured. You did all all types of facets of the fire department. You know, walk me through uh, what it was like for you to kind of come up the line as a young young firefighter, and then you know get those experiences and leadership roles. What was that like for you? In the beginning, it's scary. Scary because at the time. Um, there was a couple mentors, but there wasn't, it wasn't as prevalent as there is now. So it was almost like learn as you go. Right. Um, oh, definitely. When, yeah. yeah. I became lieutenant, did that for a couple of years. And at that time we didn't have any per se bylaws, what schooling you needed to have. Right. So to, it was just like, a, you know, it, whoever they wanted to pick. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Got to be captain, then assistant chief. And I thought, okay, Jay's ready to become chief. Right. I'm going to go for it. What was that like? It was scary, but um, I lost the election. And that is the best thing that ever happened to me. Really? Because at that point in time, I realized I was not ready to take that lead role. I still needed a lot more experience. Yeah, so it's like uh, it was good and bad, right? Yes, it was. Because at yes. first it sucks to lose something, you know, lose an election. It was, but I mean, I think it, that sorrow lasted about a day and a half, so it wasn't <laughs> too bad. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't sulk or anything. I came to realize that. I needed more learning, more experience, and I'm glad I lost. Actually, I'm glad. Did that drive you to get more experience and push yourself to train more? Yes, absolutely. Yep, more schooling, and you still can't get enough schooling, Frank. Oh, absolutely. I don't care yeah. how old or how young you are. you always got to be training. Always. Yeah, absolutely. Even with the amount of time you and I have, we still see things and go, oh, I never thought to do it that way. Yeah, certain things, yeah, and yeah. you're still learning. You're still training. Absolutely. I remember going to FDIC and, and doing a, a stupid chain link fence drill, you know, and watching evolutions. And I'm like, it was so stupid and so easy, but I, I just, I can't believe I never thought to do that. 
but you have to go to that school. You have to go to FDIC to see that or, you know, like, like-minded schools and you learn different techniques and different ways people do things. It's great to be able to go around and see how other people do it. You learn a lot that way. Yeah, there's a lot of knowledge out there. Yeah. And one of the things I'm grateful for was um, being able to work with uh, Aaron Heller's group, OSTA. Right. On scene training associates. Um, I've learned quite a bit uh, working with them, you know, because you've got people from all over the country, California, yep. Florida, Boston. Boston. Boston, New York. They can throw ladders in Boston. Yeah, New York. Um, and just different things. Most of them are career. And what really is... Is great as they, you know, as a volunteer, me and Don Kernan are one of the few, and Billy Hobson are one of the few volunteers, but they treat everybody the same, whether you're right. career or volunteer. Well, like I always say, the fire doesn't know any different, right? No, exactly. The fire doesn't know does if you're not. getting paid or you're not getting paid, so. Right. And it's, <laughs> and that's how you learn. Absolutely. You know. You know, it's great to be able to teach. I know for me personally, um, when I'm teaching, it allows me to get revitalized a little bit and, you know, get back into the swing of things, because sometimes, you know the more you do this and the longer you do this, you start to get those pitfalls where you start to, you know, feel like, ah, you know, I'm getting tired of this or, or you get those, like you need those sparks of energy. So when you teach, it always brings you right back. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Complacency. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And last year, 2020 was a tough year because we started fire school and then we had to stop because of COVID. Right. And then we didn't know whether we were going to get that started again. Right. Right. So, we finally got that one class of, you know, one of the guys in my fire department, Tony Joan, and I said, you be lucky. You're the first firefighter in our company that took one full year, you know, to graduate firefighter one. Wow. Because that's how long it took because wow. of the break. Yeah. You know, and now, this, you know, they were talking about coming out virtual training. Not really too sure about that right yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, you're, you, like you said, you instruct. But you like to see, you like to interact with the students. You have to. You have to. You I have think. to. Yeah, the the online training stuff is great. It it definitely has its its purposes. But I mean, for initial firefighting responses and like firefighter one, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work because you have to have that that you have to be able to look at these recruits in the face and say, "What are you doing? Yeah, you know, you're doing this wrong, and and this is why you're doing it wrong. You know, we don't have that personal touch on on a computer. No." And that would just be the, your lectures and your, yeah. you know, the hands-on would still have to be done. But I got to tell you, Jay, even those lectures, I feel like, you know, when you're sitting across on someone face-to-face, it's way different than someone looking at a computer screen and, you know, teaching. It is. You, know, I think you it need is. that personal touch, mm-hmm. you know. And I know for me, I'm, you know, maybe the older guys, that's kind of what we're used to, so it's better for us. But even the newer fathers you talk to, they, they, they're, like, frustrated. They want to be in a class. They don't want to do the stuff online. No. No. And, I mean, you mentioned it again, older guys. I thought we were seasoned. Oh, we're seasoned. Yes. I apologize. We're seasoned. <laughs> I didn't realize that we're, yeah. I don't want to think I'm old, but I don't know. Maybe I am. We're seasoned. You're right. We're not we're, old. Yeah. I mean, we just got done um, Firefighter 2, Joe Jupert, another seasoned veteran, um, Kenny Balfrey and myself. We were talking to the recruits and everything, and I was sitting in the back, and I'm saying, listening to them talk and ask questions and everything, and saying this is what this is about. They're asking us questions, the older gentlemen, mm-hmm. what it's like, right. what to expect. And, and sitting there listening to the answers, what did you guys experience? That's right. what it's all about. And isn't it crazy to think, because even to this day I look back and I go, man, I can't believe, like now being one of the senior guys, I can't believe we're there because it wasn't long ago. I'm looking at the senior guys and going, wow. Those guys have all that experience and all that knowledge, and mm-hmm. you, you go to those guys, you know, and that's where I try to push 
the new fighters now. You got to get to these senior guys and ask questions. Yeah, and we, we, yeah, it, it's funny because we, we talk to these younger kids now and say, this, you need to hang around the firehouse when you can. Yeah. Listen to these seasoned guys. We're, yes, we're old. And we really don't have anything in common with you because you're always on your phones playing and everything or, you know, looking things up and everything. But listen to some of the stories that we're able to give you. Absolutely. And yeah. reflect back on that. That's, that's your fire department history. That's how you're going to learn. You know, you mentioned Beachwood. And I, you know, Roger comes to mind where he's, he dove right into this history project in this fire department trying to bring back the history of the company and bring it back to life. You know, so they got young guys and girls that joined the fire company know exactly who that person is, what they accomplished, what they achieved in their tenure there at the fire department. And mm-hmm. it's incredible because we need more of that. Exactly. I, I think we're losing that. I mean, what is the fire department all about? History, tradition, loyalty, integrity. Absolutely. And that's how you learn. But it, it's crazy that there's new firefighters that are in that don't understand that. You'd mentioned earlier, and I giggled, you, you know, mentioned tattoos and T-shirts. But unfortunately, there are some individuals out there, not the majority. No, no. But there's some individuals out there that that's what they're in the fire service for because they don't get the things you just talked about, the tradition, the history, the culture. No. And um, it's actually blue-collar work. And it absolutely is. It is. You said that when we talked at the fire academy, and you you were right. You hit the nail right in the head. It's it's tough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, I, I take the old selfish attitude that, I'm not going to let one of these young kids beat me. No, absolutely. So yeah. I'm going to know when it's time for me to stop and take a step back and say, okay, now, guys, you have this. Yeah, usually the sec- second bottle, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, young guys can, can come in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did the work for you. Now go right. ahead and clean yeah, up. Yeah, you go mop up, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go overall. But, I mean, that's, that's the fun part about it because you can do what you need to do and then, okay, guys, come on. Right. This is why we did what we did. Oh, absolutely. And this is what you need to look for. Absolutely. Um, like I said, times have changed. I mean, did you ever think about putting water on smoke back then when you went through fire? No. Now you now there is. Yeah. So, you know. Right. You don't. Even, you weren't even really taught that either. You know, it wasn't even a thing. No, no. You don't want to waste water. Right. You don't want to waste water. <laughs> Put the wet stuff on the red stuff. And exactly. Like, all we talked about. Yeah. So walk me into, um, you know, when you said to yourself, you know, I I had a good run with Chief. You know, I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack this up for now and move on to something else. You went into training, right? Well, I was already into, um, as an instructor, as a well, as captain in the fire department, I already got, you know, Ted Reichel got me into the fire academy teaching right. and everything. And that time, you, you, you know, you had mentors. Right. You didn't have all these state regulations and everything else like that. So that's what got us going into this. And then when the state got involved, which was a good thing, we all got certified. Right. You know, take the tests and got certified. Okay, now we're state-level certified certified instructors. Right. And um, I just continued with it, you know. Chief, is it is it a, teaching a passion for you? Yeah, I, I like it. I really like it. And I think, um, it, like you said, it helps bring that spark back. Definitely. You know, to see these young kids, you know, willing to learn, learn this craft. And it is a craft. How rewarding is it for you to teach at the fire academy and then see these firefighters on the fire ground going to work? What does that mean to you? It means a lot. It means a lot. I can go through a few names right now. Um, And, of course, I'll probably get my chops busted, but Chief Hall, Chief Haskell, um, you, I believe Chief Anderson, both chiefs. Right. Okay, 
Chief Cunningham from Waretown, now Chief Lemming. These are all guys that went through the fire academy when I was instructor. Right. So that is very, very, how should I put it? Very rewarding that they stuck with it right. and they moved themselves up to the ranks and kept going with it. Yeah. And Roger Hull's back at being chief. Tommy Haskell's back at being chief. Right, right, and right. And they were all young kids. Yeah. You it, know? That's what I mean. It's got to be cool as an instructor to see that progression. Mm -hmm. You see these guys at their early stages, you know, green. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, you know most of those guys I just mentioned anyway, they yeah. always had a good sense of humor. So oh, yeah. I'm probably going to hear I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hear from it. But it is. And Roger's second stint as chief. Right. Doing a phenomenal job. Same thing with Tommy Haskell. Absolutely. Yeah. And Roger followed it even in his career. Police officer, arson investigator, Tommy um, Sergeant in the Ocean County Prosecutor's Office. Right. These guys just kept kept that going. Kept it going. It's yeah. in their blood. It's in their heart. So obviously, you know, you have a, a good footprint in Ocean County. It was cool that you are also traveling a little bit you know, with Heller and seeing some other, other uh, areas of training. Mm -hmm. What do you get out of that? Tell me a little bit about what you personally, what you're getting out of the training. With Heller, Aaron Heller's group? Yeah. Um, experience. Right. Training. Like you said, seeing how other people do it. Right. I mean, it was funny. We were down two years ago. We were down on, on Thibodeau, Louisiana. They do a fire week. So they bring Aaron's group in and they break off and do certain things. And um, just so happened they caught a job. Oh, nice. Okay. And they do things a little differently. So... They have their driver, and that driver takes that apparatus. So we saw like six engines leave the fire ground, and everybody followed in their cars. Oh, wow. It works for them. Well, one of the instructors, he's a battalion chief now out of Yuba, California. It was almost like, uh, it was funny because he did jump the engine. And it was almost <laughs> like him giving me the finger because I couldn't get on the engine quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes off on the engine. So we just jumped in the van right. and followed the engines there. And everybody got to do work. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't have gear, so I was the accountability officer for the chief. Yeah, he's like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but, I mean, just but an important role. Yeah. yeah, and and they had um, plaster lath roofs, I mean, um, ceilings. You know how they were venting it? They used a tree saw. Tree saw? Limb saw, yep. Wow. Something they had on because they're familiar with those type of homes down there, right, which right. I've never seen. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. I, so that's something different. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, like you said, you went out to FDIC with chain link fences. Yeah. Something yeah. so simple. Like it, exactly. But I think that's why, and I, I tell, you know, individuals, get out there. Don't stay in your sandbox. You got to get out of your sandbox and you got to see what other people are doing because if you get into that mindset, you know, you're going to miss something. You're definitely going to miss something. You know, and, and I think back, you know, of the times that we talked about just from the academy, how different it is to, mm -hmm. it is to how it is today. Yeah. You know, I oh, mean, we're obviously is. still putting water on fire, but there's a lot of change, you know. Yeah. Um, like you said, you got to get out and train. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Get out yep. of Ocean County. Yep. You know, I mean, Pine Beach, we're lucky to have uh, John Kabilowitz in there in our, as our training officer. He used to run F Mercer Fire Academy. So he's brought some different ideas how they, used to, how they do it out in Mercer County. Right. I mean, you go out to the, do the training, you bring back that knowledge, and you adapt it to how your fire company can work. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, we all have a, all have a hand in there because everybody's, you know, able to give a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about him. That's great. 
you know, a lot of different resources like that in the volunteer department. You know, you got, think about it, you got welders, you know, mechanics, all different types of facets of, you know, careers or Absolutely. occupations, and they mm-hmm. bring it right back to the firehouse. You know, you can't have the old, oh, we don't do it that way. Right. Well, why don't we try it? It used to be that way, though. Yeah. Right. Would you agree? A majority of people are like, this is how we do it. We mm-hmm. only do it this way. Yeah. So one of the changes is now that's kind of going away. Mm-hmm. I mean, before I started, it was the smoothbore nozzles. Mm-hmm. And this is this is going to go on until the day we all die. Oh, yeah. Smoothbore. Now it went to combination nozzles. Yeah. Now it's start to come back to smoothbore. And yeah. my whole take on this is whatever your fire company uses, train, become proficient, and excel at that piece of equipment. Hundred. That's whether it's, solid advice. Whether it's smoothbore, automatics, whatever. Right. It's what your company has. Train, become proficient in it. Yeah, and that's really solid advice. I mean, you know, because a lot of people aren't doing that. They're switching back and forth between so many different facets, which is good if you want to train on things. Mm-hmm. But become proficient in what you're using. Right. <laughs> it's it's been working if it's working because you get that you get that change when you get different chiefs in with big ideas, which is not bad. Right. But first, you've got to change in it. You've got to change. You've got to train in it. Right. Absolutely. Because those things are going to come about. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how it is. You get a new chief or new captain, new lieutenant. They always have new ideas. Right. Which is great. Yeah. Which is great. But the biggest thing is training. Yeah. You know, bring your people up to stuff. Give them the knowledge they need to perform their duties because you can't expect to put new equipment on a truck, not tell them where it's at. Right, right, expect right. Expect to become proficient in that. Well, we've had that on the truck for two months. Well, we haven't had a fire or call in two months. <laughs> and we didn't drill. Right. You know? Yeah, shame on them if they're not drilling and not at least going down. Like you said, the younger guys and girls, they should be down here all the time opening these cabinets. Truck going duty. Through, yeah. Yep. Every fire company has truck duties. But I feel like if you're new... It shouldn't be once a week. It's it's got to be. You should be down here a few times a week mm-hmm. and opening these cabinets and learning where the equipment is. You know, it's important, especially depending on the size of your department. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pine Beach has got two engines and a rescue. All both basically our trucks are set up the same way, so it's not going to be that difficult to come down and learn it. I right. mean, you take t- take these engines and they're it's like your office for the day. Mm-hmm. This is where you're working from. Right. Know where your app or know where your stuff is. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And no different than your desk, know where your stapler is at. I mean, you, you yeah. know where your equipment's at. Yeah, you know some guy took it, barred the stapler, but he never gave it back. <laughs> Put the tools back where they belong because yeah. somebody else is going to need that at yeah. this time. And, that, and that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what it's like for you teaching at the, the fire academy because – I had a great experience going there to do that little segment we did uh, to showcase the Fire Academy and being able to, to watch you from a perspective view, which I've never had that opportunity before. It was awesome because I got to see you from the other side, you know, watching you with the recruits, seeing, you know, everything you put into that, you know, coming from here. Because I can tell you know, everything you told them, you care, mm-hmm. you care a lot. And to watch the recruits stare at you, Intimate, like watching you and doing every, you're on hanging on every word you're saying. I mean, that, that doesn't just happen. That's not, it takes something. What does it mean to you to teach there? Like, like I said before, it's rewarding because you want to help as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. And if they're asking the questions, that's great because that means they're willing to learn. You know, they're yeah. trying, hey, chief, what about this? Hey, chief, what about that? Can we do this? Can we do that? Well, yeah, you can, but during fire school, we're going to make you crawl no matter what. Right, right, right. You know, but when you get out of fire school, 
Think about it logically, you know? And one of the questions I always ask them, and it's, it usually stumps people, how many senses do we have? You'll get, oh, sight, oh, feel, oh, smell. Hearing. And this is going on for five minutes now because they're not rattling these questions, these answers off. Yeah, yeah. You know, touch, smell, hearing. I said, okay, what's the sixth sense? <laughs> what do you mean? The sixth sense. Yeah. Common sense. Right. Think about what you're doing yeah. before you actually do it. Yeah, because most of the times you're right. <laughs> if you follow your instincts, you're usually the right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if you're going into a burning building, you've lost a few senses, right? Mm-hmm. You lost your smell. Yep. Your sight is obscured. Your your feel your touch is obscured. If you have sight, sometimes, man, you know. And you better not be able to taste or smell because yeah. that means something's wrong with your mask. Absolutely. Yep. So you got to have that common sense. All right. Walk walk me through some of the, like the beginning days of the academy. Some of the some of the things you see with these recruits. Not sure of themselves. Not sure of themselves and. They want to they try to build camaraderie, but they just don't know. Jay doesn't know who Frank is, and Frank doesn't know who Jay is. Right. You know, so the first couple of weeks of the academy, they do what they, a trust build, to build trust oh, within each other. Yeah. You know, and I think this year, because of the COVID, I think this is going to be working a little bit better because I talked to Chief Allen about it. Right. And he goes, one, one person from every company because we're only limited to 25 people. So now he thinks, hopefully it'll work, and it's not going to be a click. We're not going to have four guys from one company, three guys from another company. Yeah. Glomming together. That's a good idea. Everybody yeah. has to, you know, and you've got to build trust. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I've always, when I get to teach them or get, get in there to start instructing with them, I said, think of us as one company. You're not from Pine Beach anymore. You're not from Beachwood. You're not from Ocean Gate. You're Ocean County Fire Academy now. Right. And everybody's going to be relying on each other because come Saturday, you're going to be group one. Come next Saturday, you might be group three with three other different people. Right. So you've got to build trust in everybody. Yeah, I like how you guys set up like a, a little wagon that's their engine company or a ladder company. And that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool that they have that. You know, they, that's theirs. Their equipment's in there. They know what they, they have to know where to go to for equipment. It's responsibility. Yeah. You know, we got to start making them think on their own because, I mean, we pull up to a structure fire now. We're not going to sit there and ask, what do we do next? What do we do next? You got to rely on your instincts and your training. Absolutely. You know. I'm going to ask you now about your son because let me tell you something. Seeing your son grow up from when he was this big in fire gear, following you around, you know, at the firehouse and at the fire academy, watching a young man grow up, and following his dad's footsteps is special, man. You know, I, li- I like to break his chops all the time, call him Freddie Mercury when he's got his mustache kicking and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, everybody does. Right. But this is a big deal, man. Like, you know, we talk about the fire service. We talk about culture. We talk about legacy. I mean, you literally are building a legacy with your son. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about your your father not maybe being as passionate in the fire service as as you are. Um, but watching your son and you together is so special, especially now because you guys can do the same thing where when he was younger, he was like literally attached at your hip doing everything dad wanted to do. I mean, it's, it's a great feeling. I mean, sometimes we'll sit down at the kitchen table and we'll talk back and forth. Um, 
what do you think about this? What do you think? Well, this is the way we do it. Well, it might not, it works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Hey, dad, what do you think about this? Well, you know, and it, some of it got to be, you know, smoothbore versus combination nozzles, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, and I'm sure Nina's like, oh, this is great family time conversation. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it's good when he comes to, when he comes to pop for questions, you know, well, how come this or how come that, you know, right, right. I mean, he did have the opportunity to take our pump, our pump class in Ocean County Fire Academy because Dover is very specific on, Tom's River is very specific on what they can do and what they can't do. So right. it was good that they allowed him to come to Ocean County because he wanted it. And they weren't serving it up at the time. They weren't, you know, teaching it at the time. So that was a good feeling. Yeah. You know, and the Freddie Mercury, it comes and goes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, when he gets that thing going, man, that is... He's got that Freddie going yeah. big time. Yeah, I mean, we. I still, uh, you know, I'm kind of sad that he came through um, Pine Beach. You know, he joined the fire company, graduated in 2016, joined as a junior or, you know, 15. Right. And um, went through, graduated, joined Manitou because Manitou, and of course, this is the part that I really like, but I'm never going to admit it to him. So he's not going to watch episode 52. Right, right. No, he won't watch it. No. Um, Manitou had more fires. Right. Okay. He still belonged to member here. Right. But Manitou had more fires. Yeah. Him and Nick. Yeah. Could not blame him one bit. Not oh, they're, ch- they're chasing it. I get it. Right. Yeah. And then Nick Sears, Tony Sears, Jeff Sears, yep. they moved over to Tom's River too. Right. And couldn't blame him there. Now, the reason, well, sad one, because we lost two young members. Right. And we talked about that earlier where... You know, yep. we're looking for those young members. Yeah, because they brought our average age down to, I think, low, for, mid-40s. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. but And they were good guys. They were always wanting to come down to the firehouse, you know, clean the tools, wrap the tools, take care of the equipment and everything. And that's what we like to see. And then we've got that back now with the young kids. Good. But we lost it for a year and a half or two years, not because of just those two, but... Right, we we lost the young. Yeah, you know, the young kids are gonna they're gonna chase that fire. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. It's, but sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes it's better if he has his own name in a different place because you know we talk about that legacy firefighting thing. Yeah, you know, you guys are both still firefighters, but he has a name for himself somewhere else, so he's not following dad's footsteps in the same department. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, we had our we had when he was in the fire department, we had our little arguments oh yeah of course. you know hey dad i'm gonna go can i go do this i said you can do it you've got my permission but go ask the chief right you're the assistant <laughs> chief dad yeah i understand i'm yeah, the assistant chief go to the chief right? go to the chief but but i love that i love hearing that stuff because you're instilling that respect yes that has to be that chain of command is so freaking important in the fire mm-hmm. service you know and i i see it all the time where that chain of command gets broken and broken and broken and no one's like you know axing these guys back and what are you doing yeah. Who told you you can do that, first of all? Yeah. You know, it, sometimes that goes away. And I, I, I hate to see that, but we got to start reeling guys back in a little bit. Enthusiasm is great, but as long as it's channeled the right way. Right. And as long as you let, it, it depends on how your chain of command is set up in the mm-hmm. fire department and everything else. You know, there might be certain things your captain is responsible for, or your lieutenant and everything. You want to buy somebody. Absolutely. It yeah. doesn't always have to go to the chief because chief's got other things right. to take care of. But run it through somebody. Somebody's in charge. Absolutely, yeah. You know. So, <laughs> what's it like to see him now? I mean, like, he's, he's a young man now. He's not, he's not a kid no more. He's, he's out doing it. He's fighting fires. He's, he's 
following his, his path? Is it, is it, what does it mean for you? I think it's great. I mean, at first he didn't want to become an EMT, but now he's an EMT. He loves it, um, and he's going to use that, and he's, going to, he's still trying to put his applications out to mm-hmm. uh, become career firefighter. Oh, yeah. You know, um, definitely not easy in Jersey. It's it's challenging. No, it's, not. it's definitely challenging. It's definitely challenging, yeah. and it's just don't it's give up. tough. Yep. I mean, yeah. he had a chance down in um, South Carolina, but something happened that was untimely, and that just fell through the wayside. So right, right, and uh, and it's a shame, but it just like you said takes time. Well, Gabe, you, you said something, everything happens for a reason. You said that earlier. Yep. You know, I believe that. Gabe Junior. Yeah. Two and a half, three years, and finally became. Yeah. Got hired as yeah. Asbury Park fireman. Yeah, super excited too. He's he's really excited. Yeah, and I'm happy for him. You know. Talk, yeah, so am I. You talk about another. You talk about another kid that came a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, found it, found his way. Yes, exactly. You know? it's, it's great and just to kept see this stuck and stuck to it. You Absolutely, know, did yeah. what he needed to do to, be, to reach his goal. Jay, if you had um, one person to, to thank for all this, you know, the 42 years, the the sacrifice, the. Uh, the training, the the fire service. Who is it? It's tough for one person. I know that. You can't. Yeah, I'm going to go. There back, might be multiple people. Yeah, there are multiple people. I'm going to go back to the Ted Reichel, um, the old school, um, not old school, but the guys that were taught me right. when I came through. You know, like I said, the John Camber and the Richie Sawicki from Lenoka Harbor, um, even bigger Hazelton. Oh man, Biggs, Harry Marty, Del Hobson. We got to get Biggs Jer- on the show, man. Yeah, Jerry Gration. Yeah. Jerry Gration got my heart into pumping, fire engine company operations, pumping. Yeah. We always joke around and say, you know, there's, there's a lot more to tank to pump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that's that's where my heart and soul is. Yeah. You know, I, I have the real passion for the uh, pump operations because years ago, like you said, uh, the guy's feet are off the ground. Ooh, back the pressure down. <laughs> or if he's cursing at you, right. give him a little bit more pressure. Yeah. But we've come a long way with that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely come a long way with it. Because what ultimately puts fire out? Yep. People say water, but it's the proper amount of water right. that puts fire out. Absolutely, yeah. Volume. Volume is everything in the yep. fire service. Yep, exactly. Jay, talk to me about um, some of the family sacrifice, you know, because we – have some people that that watch our armed firefighters, and we talk a lot about this family sacrifice and, and what it takes, you know, the support systems that we have externally that allow us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, in actuality, Frank, I was pretty lucky with that. Um, we got, I met my wife in 95, and she's all, she was already in the emergency services. Which so, helps big time. Which helps. So she has the yeah. knowledge of what goes on and what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And when we got married in 96, you know, it's, it wasn't that big of a trans, transformation for her. Right. I mean, yeah, there were times where, what do you got to go down the firehouse for? You know, that kind of stuff. Or I thought we were going to go somewhere. Now I got fire company stuff to do. So it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't a big explanation of why I'm doing what I needed to do. Right. And um, she, I think she was more excited when... Uh, when I texted Justin and said, hey, bub, just to let you know, you're a member of the Pine Beach Fire, Volunteer Fire Department. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because, you know, Nina got to see all that, too. You know, she's yeah. watching all this stuff happen, you know, throughout the years, too. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she's, you know, was a 911 dispatcher and a supervisor. So she, she totally gets all, all the stuff that was going on as well. And it was, I don't think, you know, she's going to kill me, but I think it wasn't just me. But she'd like to see all the other hot fire. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> 
that's that's why you guys have the relationship you have today. Exactly. Because <laughs> you exactly. can joke like that. Yep. So this is more than it's more than just a job. It's more than just a, a vocation for you. This is, would you agree this is like your life? Yeah. I mean, if you take the, the four letters in fire, you know, friendship, integrity, respect, and education. Right. It sums it up. Yeah. It sums it up. I mean, yeah, there are certain goals that I wanted to reach. I wanted to become chief. All right, I reached that. Um, wanted to become a county fire coordinator. I'm a county fire coordinator um, and instructor. So there's not much more I can really strive for. I'm, I love doing what I'm doing. Right. You know, and it's great. Well, that's a perfect segue because the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was the fire coordinator position. And, um, you know, again, when your name gets mentioned, I don't hear any bad things, right? So something's happening that's going right. You know, and, we, and believe me, in the fire service, if someone says, yeah, he, he's okay, that, that, that means they don't like them at all, right? If they and say it, if they're a good firefighter, that's different. Yeah, they, they say, you know, you know, shrug, they're okay. They yeah, he's, a good, really, he's a good guy. Yeah, they don't really yeah. know if you, how well you really know that person. <laughs> yeah. So they're not going to say anything <laughs> derogatory. So that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty good thing. Um, I'm actually starting my 16th year as a wow. car 16. Oh, that, that's ironic. Yeah. 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 And um, I forgot to mention to you before, but um, with the Ocean County Fire Marshal being a um, deputy fire marshal instructor, my car number's 52, so these numbers me. are starting to swing now. Holy cow. It's getting scary. So th- just so everybody knows, this was not by design. You just happened to be episode 52, and yeah. that's your number. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And 16 years of car 16? Yep. Wow. Yep. And I, I mean, it's been You're a like great- Rain Man. Yeah. <laughs> Without the money. <laughs> it's been an experience because it all goes back to training again. Right. When you're sitting there watching somebody else's show, you can you get a different perspective. Oh, okay, this is how... Because right, we're not there as command people. We're there to assist. We're a right. chief's age, right. aid. So you get to sit back and see how people work. Oh, man, that's a good idea. Right. Oh, that was pretty sharp. Yeah. And, you know, then you get to meet. The, the camaraderie, you get to meet other chiefs. You're oh, the not, networking's awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's the great part about it. Yeah, absolutely, know? yeah. It's fun. It's fun to see, like, you know, you progress throughout the years, and, and uh, you know, we're seasoned now. Yes. We're not old. We're seasoned. I'm glad you told me that because I'm mm-hmm. going to use that now. I like it a lot. Put it there, right there. Yeah, I'm going to put it right. We're seasoned. seasoned. We're not old. Don't say old. <laughs> say seasoned. Um, look, before I – before I let you off the hot seat, I just want to say um, that, you know, I respect the hell out of you. It's been cool to see the progression throughout the years, the amount of respect that you've earned, right? Because respect's not given, it's earned. So the amount of people that, you know, see you as a mentor, You earlier you talked about mentorship and how guys were mentors back in the day. You're that guy now. You're literally a mentor. I watch you at the academy. And, and again, it's not, these aren't just words. I've, I've I saw it from my own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I witnessed it. It was pretty cool to see. Um, watching your son grow up, what you've achieved, you know, with him in the fire service is incredible. You know, it was really special to, to be able to sit down with you after all these years. And, and I really uh, appreciate it. And chum it up a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was cool. It's always good to talk to you, Frank. Absolutely, bro. So any last words you want to add before you... Uh, before I let you off, the, it's actually a cold seat because it's cold in here. It's, yes, so it's sure. not a hot seat, it's cold seat. Well, this is Pine Beach. We, we don't really pay our bills that well. But. Oh, good. So we, we don't need the no, heat. No, I anymore. turned the heats down because you said <laughs> it, the vibration and everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, respect what you're doing. 
you know, have a heart in it and know your limitations. You know, there's always, everybody's always going to say there's something in the fire service that everybody can do. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. You know, so true. You don't have to be the guy that does five bottles, you right. know, or whatever, you know, know your limitations. I mean, we've seen it throughout the years, you know, guys are overexerting themselves. Oh yeah. Um, not staying in shape. And like I said, right in the beginning, this is blue collar work. You can't just jump out of bed at three o'clock in the morning and expect to be dragging people or mm-hmm. humping hose to, the public expects you to do that, but you've got to have your limitations. You've got to know what you can do. Yeah, your adrenaline's going to help you a great deal. Yeah, what, what I found doing this show and, and speaking to a lot, you know, a lot of guys that are involved in fitness and firefighter fitness are telling me that they can do it no problem. It's when they go home when they're dying. You know, they're having heart attacks and they're having strokes after the fact. Exactly. You know? um, so, you know, the question is, are, are you fit enough to fight fire? Well, yeah. Anyone really could is fit enough to fight fire, but are you fit afterwards? And that's that's where people are dying. Yeah, exactly, and that's what yeah. hurts. That's why you know it's very important. I mean, yeah. you can lift weights seven days a week. Is it really? Are you really fit to do this job? Right. Some people are. Some people aren't. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in our you know our, t- our time. We've mm-hmm. seen guys die, and, and like, wow, man, I've never thought he'd die. You know, but it's just what happens. You know. Yeah, it's just something. Absolutely. Well, Chief, thanks again for coming on the show, bro. It was awesome. I had a good time. So did I. So uh, everyone watching, just so you know, we uh, we like to, to partner with awesome people out there that are, you know, either involved in the fire service, they want to be, uh, or they want to help the fire service. So uh, we have someone that um, we partner with, good guy, man. This guy, uh, solid. He's a retired trooper. He was a fireman at one time, you know, which is cool. I got to hear some of his cool stories, and, and, uh, and it's uh, police and fire tags. And they are out of uh, Lenoco Harbor, New Jersey. So, oh, really? Yeah. And, and like I said, we like to partner with these guys who care about the fire service and stuff. That plate that you see up front, uh, he made that. It's so cool. Um, and also, he made something for you. And I was hiding this thing the whole time for you. But I have this for you. Oh. So that is for you, my friend. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. It's got your episode on it. And it's got your name. So fancy. Yeah. And it's, it's burgundy. Like Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Ooh. Right? Can't can't beat the color. Exactly. I thought you'd like that color. So yeah, it he, is. He, it's really nice. Yeah. Now you said he's from Lenoka Harbor. Yep, nice and close. So he makes he makes. I'd have to go in the, just to thank him personally. Yeah, he's got he's, cups. He makes license plate, you know, personalized license plates, all kinds of cool stuff. So, brother, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode and giving you that cool cup. Thank you very much. I appreciate you got, it, Frank. Yeah, Chief. Thanks so much, yep. bro. All right, and of course, you know you can't get off the hook that easy. You got to get some decals because everyone likes decals. So you got. Some pin to decals, and of course, everybody that comes onto the show gets a patch. So, don't let Nina steal that on you. No, that's no. yours. I don't have to worry about it. And I already gave Justin one because. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already gave Justin one, so he wouldn't swipe yours. Oh, okay, because he would. I know. That, that's when I saw him here. Yeah. Well, that's what guys from Company Two do. Yeah, that's yep. why they paint all their stuff that really pretty blue. So no one steal their stuff. Right. Smart. Right. But are they taking everyone else's stuff? I, let, I can't. You get back in the rig, you're like, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. Really? <laughs> I wonder where that came from. <laughs> paint it blue. And that's what I tell Chief O'Neill. Well, he's a chief now. Yeah. Chief O'Neill, that's how you get all this cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just carry paint around. Right. You yeah. take someone's stuff and then you paint it in rescue. That's why they got the heated rescue. Yep. Walking walk box. They go back to they paint people's stuff. And that, that's the other thing, Frank, um, before I go is that's the camaraderie, the yeah. friendship and everything. We can do that. We can joke. 
do not talk bad about another person's fire company. Oh, absolutely. Man. Hey, this is all, obviously all in good fun. We're having yes. a good time, but yeah, without a doubt. And that's, that's good advice. All right, folks, thanks again for popping in for another episode. This is episode 52 of Pin the Q Productions. We have more coming at you. Look for 53, which will be on our Instagram page. It was cool that Nina helped you get into YouTube because she had no clue how to do it, which is awesome. So I appreciate that very much, Nina. Um, and that's, that's going to be a wrap. Thanks again for coming. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast, brought to you by Pin the Q Productions. Visit us at www.pintheq.com.